0: Welcome to the Inner Vehicle podcast. My name is Jeremy and I'm the teacher at the Inner Vehicle. The Inner Vehicle is an online community uh, where we learn about meditation and Buddhism and all sorts of spiritual things. And this uh, podcast is essentially a recording of the weekly sits where I offer some guided meditation at the beginning. We sit in silence for another 20, 20 minutes or so. And then I give a short talk at the end and people have shares and uh, questions and things like that. So uh, feel free if you want to use the guided part at the beginning and then I cut out a whole bunch of silence so you could pause at that point and meditate or you could just transition right into listening to the talk. Hope you enjoy and please uh, get in touch at theinnervehicle.com or find us on Instagram as well uh, at The Inner Vehicle. So hope to hear from you soon and enjoy. your saying hello to the present moment finding yourself at rest You can let go of all of your tension. Finding a natural posture where you are upright and yet relaxed. Alert. yet gentle. A natural anchor point for many people is what we might call the body breath. Noticing how the breath encourages the entire body to expand and contract. Simply allow your breath to breathe you. Relaxing any tension in your jaw or around your eyes and forehead, gently bring the chin downwards and encourage a half smile on your face. When the mind wanders simply note that thinking or fantasizing or planning or worry has occurred and bring the attention back to the breath, to the body breath. as it is in the present moment. Without being discouraged, if the mind wanders again, just simply bring yourself back over and over and over again. Relaxing down the front of the body, chest, upper and lower abdomen, pelvis. Noticing your feet underneath you or touching the floor. We can sit together now in silence, just noticing what our breath is doing, allowing it to follow its natural rhythm, seeing the mind wander and gently bringing it back. Hello, Tina, and welcome.
1: Hi. Thanks. So, um. It's
0: okay
1: that I invited
0: her. Yeah, it's great. Great. Hey. For those of you joining the first time, um, my name's Jeremy, and we've been doing this for a couple of years now, on and off, and, um, We've sort of played around with different things, but after the sit, usually I let people share or ask any questions that they might have kind of an opportunity to spill your guts if you need to, or feel inclined to, um, if you feel safe enough to do that. And then I give a little talk, usually about 15 minutes to provide overall context and my own. Practice and experience comes from the Buddhist tradition and some Jewish spiritual practices as well. Um, Practice in the Vipassana tradition, Zen tradition and some Tibetan tradition and Shambhala. So um, I bring a mix to provide general guidance for people for that. So if anyone has any questions or thoughts that they wanted to share right now, that's great. And uh, we can go from there.
1: Found that kind of hard. Um, my practice recently has been like very short, so like I would probably do like a ten minute meditation. And lately, like my mind has been a lot more busy, and I don't know if that's because like my awareness and mindfulness has become stronger that I'm like able to be like ooh, that's a thought. But then I'm also able to like find myself, be like, cool, see you later. A lot faster, so... It's weird. (laughs) Anyone (laughs) else find that meditation like that? Yeah. Um, I also find myself in that headspace for... Um, but the meditation that we just did, um, I don't know, I just, like, focused a lot more on how my body was feeling, and I, my stomach was actually, like, hurting when we first started, and I kind of just, like, breathed through it, Mm -hmm. and then now it's, like, fine. That's nice. I don't know. Yeah. Did you feel like that you were doing like, um, like breathing from your abdomen and like full body breaths? Yeah, I feel like that really helped. Mm-hmm. I feel that like we don't think about how when you breathe, you're literally giving your like internal organs a massage because of like when you're expanding your abdomen mm-hmm. and then your lungs, it also like squishes the rest of the organs inside to make them move around.
0: Which mm-hmm. is more really, like maybe your stomach ache went away. Yeah. Um. Go ahead. Yeah, was there something else? Oh, no, I'm... No. So that's, it's great to hear that on Ingrid's part, you know, as you meditate more you begin to notice in some ways it feels like you're getting worse as a meditator as you do more of it because you're actually noticing a lot more of how busy your mind is and how much contraction and tension there is in various parts of your body and mind so there's sort of that expression that it, it feels like you're just becoming more of a wreck and it feels like you're getting worse but it's the awareness of that that um, means you're actually getting better, um, and that can sometimes take a while, whether it's months or years, to feel like you're actually getting some traction with it, because you'll just you'll just sort of have a realization that it's like you never brushed your teeth before, and now you're 25 years old and you're brushing your teeth for the first time, and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize the layers and layers of distracted thinking and anxiety that have covered me in my whole life and all of the armor that I wear from all the relationship pain that I've experienced and physical pain that I've experienced. And so the unshedding of that armor can feel like you're just getting worse or or you're having more pain. Um, but really what it is, is the opportunity to release the knots and the karma that has accumulated, um, over time. And it's also great to hear in in Dari's case that you moved into your body. um, Because we sort of take for granted, we think that we're attending to our body's needs throughout the day. When we're hungry, we eat. When we need to use the bathroom, we go to the bathroom. When we are tired, we sleep. And we're just generally floating through our bodies throughout the day. But I I think in my own experience, meditation allowed me an opportunity to realize that, again, I was maybe aware of 10% of the sensations in my body and the rest of my, my body had sort of numbed out in, in areas of tension. And the meditation is this slow unkealing of of allowing yourself to feel all the pleasure and all the pain and all the neutrality that um courses through your body. And um it can be hard and painful to move into areas of the body that have been cold and frozen and numbed out for for lifetimes or or decades. Um, but that's the importance of the practice and making it a daily practice, like brushing your teeth twice a day so that you can really start shedding the karma and, and working on the, the contractions. So that's good to hear from from you guys. And the kind of topic of where we start um, in, in meditation or in Buddhism in North America is we kind of jump to the goods. We start with meditation. Typically, as I understand it, that wouldn't be the course of training. Um, we'd start more with like philosophy and ethics and why are we doing it? And we'll move into those things as the weeks go on. But most people just want to start with meditation. They want to to get going with it. And I would encourage that as well. You can sort of fill in the blanks later, like why you're doing it and how to encounter the things that start arising. But we want to have a foundation of starting a meditation practice. Um, When I was leading the sit at the beginning, I talked about the body breath and noticing in general how your body sitting on the cushion or on the chair is expanding and contracting. And that's a pretty easy object of meditation because there's not one. You're not not having to force your mind into a small area, although many people like to force their mind into a small area because you're also developing concentration. So depending on the quality of your mind, if you already feel like you're pretty concentrated and a a kind of a focused person, then you would want to start with the body breath as we did today. If you need to, you might want to spend more time just focused on the breath in a specific area of the body, like at the upper lip is a very concentrated area. Or in the abdomen as long as you don't have too much kind of stress and anxiety there because paying attention to a stressed-out breath will tend to stress it out more and make it jumpy and um, it's kind of like a negative feedback loop in that case Um, I at any moment in time I'm doing one of maybe six or seven types of meditation techniques so in the course of a 30-minute sit, I might be in two or three modes of meditation. Throughout the day, I might be in all six or seven of the varieties that I do. Um, we talked about the body breath as one technique. There's also a body scan, which maybe like I'll lead you in next week or something, we'll, we'll see how it goes. A body scan is where you take a very similar idea, but you sharpen the attention with, say, the breath at the the nose, and then you systematically move the attention from head to toe and toe to head, keeping your attention in certain areas for longer if there's tension or unpleasantness. There's also a technique that's very popular in the Burmese tradition that's called noting, where if you note that you're experiencing anger, then you say anger. If you note that you're experiencing numbness or tingling, you say tingling, tingling. And what that does is it slowly provides that level of objectivity so that things that are arising, it's easier for you not to identify as them. They're not me or mine. So noting can be a very powerful technique, especially when you're dealing with really unpleasant emotions like fear or despair um, or self-hatred. Just bringing a gentle note to that can help. Um, from the Zen tradition, there's a practice called Shikin Taza, which means just sitting. And that can be a nice gentle way, similar to the body breath to just bring attention to, Hey, here I am just sitting. And that's a wider lens of mindfulness that allows people who might be more contracted and, and tense to relax a little bit, uh, Dzogchen is a style from the Tibetan tradition that's, it's. I guess you could say it's an advanced technique, but it's also the most basic, which is to pay attention to the fact that you're paying attention, Oh, jeez. <laughs> which is really cool. And it's advanced and basic at the same time, but sometimes it takes years of going through the layers of conditioning and, and working with the breath to be able to tune into that and keep your focus there. Who is that? It's called Zogchen. D-Z-O-G C-H-E-N And I'm kind of I'm interpreting these in very simplistic ways just for this talk um, and I have some other talks available where we spent longer and we'll go into these in more depth but um, just want to give an outline and then if, if you're persuaded or inclined at all if you have any sort of belief in uh, divinity or if you're more uh, let's say a heart-centered person who feels strong emotion and especially devotional energy Um, there's kind of a mode which is a i say i would say a more prayerful mode of meditating where you're um, speaking to the other which could be a guru it could be an imageless vision of god or godhead um, it could be Your higher self that you're dialoguing with could be parts of yourself or friends that you're dialoguing with at a distance. Um, So conversational type forms of meditation can be really powerful because they put you in a prayerful, humbled state of mind. And then when all else fails, when you can't figure out how to meditate, you just kind of let go. And there's the mode of letting go. So you kind of have to play around with it and you, you can pick up any of these practices and try them out for a week or a month. Say, okay, I'm gonna dedicate a month to doing body scan practice, or I'm gonna do a month dedicated to shikantaza, which is just sitting. Um, or you might find that, you know, I just gotta figure out what works. And what works in the moment is some, whatever technique can get you to the mindful, State of mind where it's natural, it's relaxed, it's gentle, it's alert, uh, there's no judgment in the mind. Similar to a state you might experience, you know, if you're jogging or on your bike or you're playing music, it's that perfect balance um, in the mind. And whatever technique gets you there, that's meditation. And it's a lot of experimentation and a lot of failure um, and a lot of just sort of stumbling towards innovating your own way there. But I find that the Buddhist tradition and some of these other sort of like devotional practices that come from Hinduism and Judaism and Christianity, where there is that traditional God relationship, um, they can all be in this context, in a silent practice, They can be valuable ways to getting the mind to stabilize. Um, So find a technique that you sort of have an affinity with. Read up on it, make sure you've got it kind of set and, and practice it and dedicate your time to it. I think it's um, hard to know which technique is the right one, but there is no right technique. It's it's more or less finding the one that, that works for you, that allows you to get into the body, um, to get into the mind. I'll leave you with one, one quote I actually heard. I went to a yoga class at um, a local place in Toronto. And the instructor said something which I thought was really interesting. He said, we, "We, if I can remember properly, we don't use the postures or the shapes to feel the shapes. We simply make the shapes so that we can get into our bodies. And it's not about the shapes of yoga or the asanas. In the same way meditation, the sitting posture that we do, the techniques that we do, it's not about perfecting. The sitting posture it's not, not about getting perfectly cross-legged it's not about um, perfecting your ability to pay attention to the breath it's about using these techniques to get into the body and the mind to see what they feel like on a moment-to-moment basis um, and we'll expand on like what are the benefits and how do we work with obstacles and what's the goal um, as we go along uh, throughout the year so I hope that's helpful. I always kind of say whatever comes to my mind and then, you know, whatever works for you. Great. If it doesn't work for you or if it's, you know, redundant or doesn't make sense, then let it go. Uh, abandon it. I think the Buddha always, that's what appealed to me most about Buddhism is the Buddha said, you know, it's ultimately you are the decider. And if things don't make sense to you, then, then let them go and abandon them. and. Um, I try to adopt that same posture in terms of what I'm teaching and offering here. Um, I'm not, certainly not all the way enlightened. So I just offer what I know and if it's helpful, that's great. Um, great. Uh, I don't like to hold people too long. If there were any like one or two questions on anything I said, if anyone needed clarification, otherwise we can, uh, head off to our evenings.
1: I'm just still thinking about the quote you said. Um, what did you... So it was, it was um, getting into the shape to get into the body of the
0: mind? Yeah, it was something like, we don't use our bodies to get into the yoga postures. We use the yoga postures to get into our bodies.
1: Like, it's kind of just like a vehicle that like puts us in a state to get us to focus on like a certain part of the body. So for example, like you know when we go into pigeon pose and it's like the most painful thing because then you are stretching out your hips, right? And it's not about making the pose like look perfect. It's about bringing the awareness of your mind to like, okay, I got to think about my hips right now and how could I alleviate this type of pain or how could I breathe through this type of pain and create the stretch inside my body to benefit me. And it's just like the same way that you got brought back to your body in the beginning of this meditation.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes sense. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, so we meet every Wednesday night. If um, I'm not available, sometimes people step in just to lead the sit. Uh, so we've been pretty consistent. We took the summer off um, and I record the talk. I post it online as a podcast so you can listen to it again. Or if you aren't able to attend a it you can listen to the podcast. Um, and that's how we do it.
1: Thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks, everyone. Yeah, This
1: is really cool. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Hopefully see you next time. Thanks, Summer.
0: Thank you. Enjoy your van life. And I'll that have to see if it comes soon. That? Yeah. <coughs> okay.
1: Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good